From the Financial Times in London, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor, and this is FT News. Lloyds Bank in the UK has struck a 1.9 billion deal to buy a credit card business from MBNA, the unit owned by Bank of America. It's the first big deal that Lloyds has done since it was bailed out by the government in 2008 and signals a bit of a moment for the part state-owned bank. Well, here to talk about the implications of the deal and whether it will make it through the competition authorities is Martin Arnold, our banking editor. Martin Antonio Hotosorio, the chief exec of Lloyds, has gone on the acquisition trail, making his first big acquisition since he started as CEO, what, five years ago? An interesting development for them. It is, yeah. This is Lloyds's first acquisition since it bought HBOS, which was a pretty catastrophic deal that led to it ultimately being bailed out by the British government just after the 2008 financial crisis. This one has gone down pretty well with analysts and investors. Shares are up 3% in Lloyd's. It's basically about the UK's biggest high street lender by market share of deposits with about 25 to 30% in that market, boosting its market share in some areas where it's a bit weaker. And one of those is credit cards. And it's also doing that to offset the pain that it's taking from low interest rates in its mortgage business, which is a huge business, by going into a riskier business like credit cards, where it charges higher interest rates and makes higher profits. So basically, it's paying, what, £1.9 billion for the UK credit card business of MBNA, which is currently owned by Bank of America. Is that right? Yeah. It's buying a £7 billion credit card portfolio called MBNA from the US bank, Bank of America, which has owned it for several years, tried to sell it once previously, but failed. And it's paying $1.9 billion for the equity in that business. Lloyd's thinks that it can achieve some pretty good cost synergies by combining the operations of MBNA with its own credit card business and also some funding synergies because Lloyd's has one of the lowest costs of funding in the UK banking sector and can therefore fund the business more cheaply than Bank of America has been. The key to the deal related to the exposure of MBNA to future compensation charges for payment protection insurance. If you remember this big scandal that's cost all the the banks tens of billions of pounds and MBNA wrote quite a bit of business that included PPI protection for customers and a lot of them have claimed compensation and more claims are expected to come. Now Lloyd's threatened to walk away from the deal unless Bank of America agreed to cap its exposure to PPI at the level that it's taken provisions for and Bank of America eventually agreed and that was key to getting this deal over the line. So there is a £240 million provision that has already been taken and if the claims in the future exceed that, then Bank of America will pick up the tab, not Lloyd's. Okay, so it's gone down well with investors, as you say. It's a bit of a moment for Lloyd's, eight years after the financial crisis, to be on the front foot again. Comes as the suggestions that the government might sell out of its last 7% even in the first quarter of next year. I suppose the only question on this deal is whether it'll actually happen because, yes, the companies have signed the deal, but it's subject to the go-ahead from competition authorities. And this would give Lloyd's a 25% market share in this business. Now, that is in line with its market share in other areas, thanks to its acquisition of HBOS. But that's pretty controversial, isn't it? Having a quarter of the market in one 
bank. Do you think there'll be any pitches there? I'd say two things about that. One is there won't be the market leader. Barclay Card has, I think, 28, 29%. Lloyds will be behind them still with 26% after this deal. Secondly, Lloyds was asked about this on the call with analysts this morning and said that they'd done quite a lot of work on the competition side of things. They were fairly confident, not only because they wouldn't be the number one, but also because they pointed out that the regulator, the Financial Conduct Authority, had recently done a review of competition in credit cards in the UK and found that, broadly speaking, it was a well-functioning market. So they're pretty confident. You're right, though, that I think this will be something the competition authority will look at because it will mean that more than half the market is in the hands of the two biggest players. So there could be some concerns. They may be forced to dispose of a little bit here or there. But given that Barclay Card is bigger than them, I think that they've got a pretty strong case. This is an abridged version of the FT's Banking Weekly podcast, which you can download from ft.com slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.